Welcome to the Random Tea Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about Iron Man 3. Yay! Yay. I have mixed feelings about this movie. <sighs> it's probably... Okay, so like The Incredible Hulk is at the bottom of my list. Yes, this is probably Iron like Man right above 3 that. Iron is right there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's not a bad movie but you know if you've got to put them in order well and it was the first one we got after the avengers uh, no, nothing and so was like going to be good after the Avengers. i'm pretty sure we had an avengers hangover i think you yeah yeah and it just didn't i didn't get the same feel from it as i did the first two iron man movies yeah because iron man one is a great movie yeah so and this one was not directed by John Favreau. It was not. It was directed by Shane Black. Yes. And, yeah, I missed it. And he also worked writing on the screenplay. Yeah, John John stayed on as a producer. He did. But, no, and, and of course, is happy. happy, of course. Um, but, yeah. And so. he was he was quoted as saying that working on Iron Man 3 was like a, being a grandfather, where you get to play with the kid, but you don't have to change the diapers. <laughs> I can respect that. I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. So, being a grandmother, I understand that. Yeah. So. You can just go, okay, here's some sugar and go back you to go. your parents. She, yeah. <laughs> Shh, she listens to this podcast. Don't tell her that. <laughs> I never gave her sugar. Of course not. Unless you're talking about my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like, I, I respect some of the things they tried to do with this movie. Yes. Well, but the story for me was not there. The villains were not there. You know why? Why? They were trying to pull together from four different story arcs. Holy shit. Yeah. And I think they were trying a little too hard. I think they were okay. trying too hard to fit too much stuff in. They did make it to the um, the Ott comics, the Ott generation. Oh, wow, wow. Comics. Um, they bridged a lot of time then. They did. Because they're working with um, Iron Man comics. Uh, there was the extremist story arc. Okay. Believe it or not, yes, it was the extremist story arc, <laughs> which was uh, Iron Man uh, one through six from two thousand four through to oh wow, that's pretty recent. But it also included the Iron the Armor Wars. Oh okay. Which is the comics Iron Man and the Armor Wars from two thousand nine, and then Iron Man Enter the Mandarin from two thousand seven. Okay. So all of that was thrown in there together, and then they tossed in um, some stuff from. A comic called Rescue Number One, which is Pepper Potts oh. as Rescue. Oh, Tony built her her own suit. I never knew she had like a name and stuff. She it's one issue, one, and then she probably puts it away like this is shenanigans, and from, I'm going to go back to running the world from 2010. And whether or not um, they're going to continue that storyline is unknown at this point. Hang on, let me see. Um, rescue huh yep it's kind of a cool name I don't like I don't know uh, let's see when Tony was hunted by Norman Osborn and his hammer agents for refusing to turn over the superhuman registration database uh, civil war kind of stuff he placed Pepper in charge of his firm so she could oversee the company's shutdown Pepper discovered the Mark 1616 armor Tony had built for her 
Using the armor under the code name Rescue, Pepper helped retrieve Tony during his exile from the U.S. where Tony purged his mind to erase the database. Oh my gosh. Pepper returned her electromagnetic generator back to Tony to help restore his mind. Whether Pepper will resume activities as Rescue is unrevealed. Okay. So, her being a little bit of a badass... Which, that was one of the... Is real. That was one of the things I was totally cool with. And by real, I mean... Yeah. Real to the canon. That was one of the things I was... (laughs) Pepper Puss is real! Of course she is. (laughs) I was actually really cool with that, like, because... And it was pointed out, like, because there have been, of course, a ton of Tumblr posts, um, that, uh, you know, Tony is barely the hero of this story. Barely. Barely, yeah. He's barely holding it together. Like... Which is... Which I kind of like. I like, too. Because it makes him human. It makes him real. It makes him relatable. It was one of the things that I really thought was interesting that they included was his PTSD issues and his anxiety. I was like, right on. That's really cool to show, you know, somebody like Tony Stark, who is a superhero, who's this mega billionaire genius, Mm -hmm. struggling with these kind of things. And I thought that was great. So I don't fault the movie for that. I don't fault the movie for Pepper being the badass heroine, really kind of saving the day at the end. to be. I just, the story for me wasn't there. Yeah. Killian was just kind of, It was too much. And even the Mandarin, like Ben Kingsley killed it. But then when it became that it wasn't really the Mandarin, I was like, what the fuck is this? I think they were really trying to stuff too much. They had too many ideas. Yeah, I think so too. Um, But also, uh, I think part of it, part of the reason why they were trying to stuff so many ideas into the movie was that at the point that they filmed this, it was unknown as to whether or not Robert Downey Jr. was going to come back back as Tony Stark. Oh, and I bet that did have an influence. I think his contract was up with this movie. Yeah, because Age of Ultron is the next one he was in. Where where he was recontracted and uh, he helped up everybody else's um, um, salaries for Age of Ultron. Um, as part of his renegotiation. But it's also why the post credit scene for this movie is the first one that doesn't um, preview a future movie. Oh, okay, because they were, they were kind of uncertain. Right, because the post credit scene is uh, Tony talking to Bruce Banner, who's yeah. falling asleep on him, and it's so cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's because it was unknown. Yeah. At that point. Uh, Tumblr says that this is where Bruce has been added to Tony's collection of reasonable people. Oh, your Pepper, your Rhodey, yeah, now yeah. Bruce. Well, they are science bros, as that's we all right, know. That's right. That's right. As we all know, they are. I'm, I'm not that kind of doctor. Not that kind of, I don't have the, what, time? <laughs> Temperament. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, Which, I'm just glad Tony's talking to somebody. Yes. Yes, he, he needs me. So, um, so, yeah, they, it covers... Uh, those four story arcs. Okay. And it's because, and I think that's why they were trying to stuff so many ideas it was just in at one time. It was so, so much. Jumbled. It was. And I didn't even really bother going back and reading because it was so much reading to do. Yeah. And it, it's so jumbled in the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it's so much. So, yeah, we had, we had the whole Tony's got insomnia slash anxiety slash PTSD. So this is the movie in which I am Tony. Right, right. Um, have you built many, many armored suits? Because I think... You haven't looked in my closet, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. Don't look. Build me one. <laughs> okay. I'll be your war machine. It'll Absolutely. be great. Um, I am building a new entertainment system in my bedroom. Yes, though, Even are. though I have one in my living room. Yes. Yes, you are. I am building things. Um... Now, I do want to say, as someone who suffers from anxiety attacks, um, his portrayal of anxiety attacks mm-hmm. was so wrong. 
Okay. They were um, really over the top. Okay. They're not always that extreme, although, sure, they could have been for him. Fine. I'll take that. I mean, like, yeah. But he recovers from them so quickly. Okay. Once that adrenaline hits your system. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just dissipate. It doesn't just stop. Yeah. It's still still there. Chugging chugging Uh, through. Getting you amped. Because that's what gets you amped up, right? Mm -hmm. And it can go on for a long time afterwards and you still feel the yeah you're not in the anxiety attack anymore but the after effects last much much longer okay in in my experience so that really kind of bugged me but you know whatever yeah but yeah they they did they did touch and they they made him like i was saying before they made him a real person yeah and and again i really cannot fault them for that i think it's really cool it's kind of like where we bitched about them not including clint's uh uh, deafness in um, right. in the Avengers. I mean, that would have been really cool to see. I mean, I think, and and based on what I've seen from Tumblr, there are people that adore this movie simply for in, them including this side of it. Sure, because people are like, "Oh my God, I'm represented." Mm-hmm. I yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, even if they had in the Avengers, all they had to do was show uh, a quick five minute maybe not even five minute scene of tony yeah. working on an earpiece and For handing Clint. it and yeah. just hand, they don't even have to say anything just hand it to him see hawkeye stick it in his ear and kind of nod and be tony like that's better oh yeah that's that works and then go on yeah just acknowledge it but there's no mention of it whatsoever yeah so so that that's why this was this was pretty cool um i really i, I did not care for killian as a villain and Guy no. Pierce is a, is a good actor. I, I really can't fault him aside from the spray tan he seemed to be sporting in this. Ugh, yeah, um, with that hair. He was so skeezy though. Like that was that he was, was fine. Supposed to be skeezy he though. Was, you know. Um, but I I don't know. It just didn't feel. And, and part of my part of my uh, issue with the way this movie ended, which you know, explaining his contract questionability was I mean that makes sense to me but when he shows back up in Age of Ultron with suits and stuff and I'm like what the fuck happened well okay we were sitting here uh, I was rewatching it this morning and uh, the kids were sitting here and by kids I mean grown children but to me they're children yeah um they were, were watching the very end of it mm-hmm. and he's uh does the clean slate protocol yes and blows up all the the suits and yes. they were like what is he doing that for i said well he's doing it for pepper yeah because they hadn't they weren't watching the whole movie they just saw yeah. the end of it and i was like well he's doing it for pepper right because you know it was a love triangle. the movie is basically a love triangle between tony pepper and the suits right if you think about it but don't think too hard so you know <laughs> he's blowing up and it looks like fireworks or whatever and, oh, and then here comes age of ultron and boom he's got all these suits again yeah He's got the Hulkbuster, he's got, I mean, like, all this stuff, and we're just like, mm, I really would have liked an explanation. See, that's what, and that's one of the things that pissed me off about Age of Ultron, is because I'm like, this team has been together again for a while, doing missions, and I have no fucking idea how they came back together. I have no idea how they reconcile the fact that Tony, you know, gave up his suits. I, like, I don't know. That just bothered me. Uh, it, there's so much that, yeah. It's bother-worthy. Yeah. Um, there's very little, and I think this just laid the foundation for me to be even pissed, more pissed off later. Well, beyond Iron Man, they really started to branch out. Uh, well, then they're going to bring in. Well, because I think initially they were going to at the end of Iron Man three, um, because Iron Man was supposed to do a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because he is very recently in the comics, he is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Um, so there was going to be a brief cameo of him in the movie as a nod to that, but because they didn't know about his contract, they cut that. That was supposed yeah. to be that was supposed to be the post credit scene. Oh god, that going, would have been so much better than Howard the fucking does. It was going to be the. Um, well, no, it was in Iron Man three. It was supposed to be a Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you, I gotcha. You know, I gotcha. To him. It was supposed to be for Guardians of the Galaxy, but because they didn't know about his contract, they didn't. They didn't do it. Okay. Um, because he was supposed to do the cameo. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying is um, beyond, I'll say there's this one and there's what, Thor mm-hmm. after this and then. And then Guardians. And then Guardians. So they're starting to branch out into the other. Yeah. Oh no. And then uh, Winter Soldier and then Guardians. Oh, okay. But yeah, they're starting to push out into the other yeah. worlds. Yeah. Uh, the other superheroes and characters, not just the Avengers. Because yeah. there's only so much, there's only so much story you can do. Exactly. With just the, with just those six. So. They really were trying to fit everything in, though, and I, it yeah. was—I agree with you. It was too much. So, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that in the beginning of the movie, when he's down in the basement, mm-hmm. and he tells Jarvis to drop the drop the needle, and he starts dead. That scene was far too sexy than it had any right to be. I know. I was like, Jesus Christ, Robert Downey Jr. It's a like Christmas fucking song, and like I—I'm like two seconds into this damn movie, like calm your tits. Yeah, that was... It was far sexier than it had any right to be. <laughs> Christmas music, no less. I, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. So that was great. There was are fun. children present. I know, right? <laughs> um, But I will say, I was... I loved Ben Kingsley as... Like, at, when he was the Mandarin. Yes. His Not when he voice, was um, slattery. He was so menacing... And going back and knowing what I knew about him being, you know, basically a creation, you saw a lot of those elements. It was grainy photography. It well, was, you know, but uh, it was cool. Yeah. Like, he was menacing. I was like, yeah, Mandarin. Mandarin's scary. And they were really trying to take, uh, I mean, if you consider a think tank of people mm-hmm. creating a terrorist. Yeah. That's what they would come up with. Yeah. They would take all of the quote unquote good parts, yeah, the good stuff, yeah, of all you the know, stuff Osama that bin Laden, um, Gaddafi, yeah, all the you know world terrorists and stuff them all into one person. You would get the Mandarin, yeah, which is what they did, yeah. Basically, that's what the Mandarin was. So, yeah, uh, but I th- I think he pulled it off really well. He did, and and then he was an actor, and you're like, what the fuck? But even this? even as Slattery, he was ridiculous but funny. I mean, it worked. Like when he fell. <laughs> I thought Rhodey was, was gonna that? like pistol whip him. I think he really wanted to. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, they always going on about the drugs, and um, and then uh, oh, they one, said they'd give me more. One of my favorite things was um, I panicked, but then I handled it. <laughs> I love that. And the voice, his, yeah. his, the voice coming out of that face was so wrong. I it know, was perfect. I know, because they set you up to be like. Oh, this is the Mandarin, and he's got the long hair, and, then and he's just popping open beers. I know. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. Like, part of me was disappointed. Um, yeah, but then you know, like I, I don't know. I think I think if it would have been anybody, but it was cute. But Killian behind it, I would have been more receptive. Like, I just really did not care for him as a villain. In the uh, in one of the versions, um, it was uh, Maya. Okay, that was behind it. I'm glad you mentioned Maya. I really like that actress. That's um, Rebecca Hall. That's Rebecca Hall. And she is, it's funny because she's married to Professor X. 
Um, that's James McAvoy's wife. Um, I think she's fabulous. She's a great actress. Um, well, and uh, we I know her from Parades End. Parades. Oh gosh, she killed it. Like she was a horrible. She was a horrible, horrible, horrible person, human being. But she killed that character in, in in that show, which I do not. Unless you just really want to be very depressed for a long it's time. It's very sad. It's so sad, and it's it's awful. Don't don't do it. It really just makes I don't you suggest feel bad it. About things. It does. You yeah. it makes you rethink your life choices and why do I get up in the morning? Yeah. yeah. Um but she killed it. She was great at it. So to see her in this, I didn't see her. I didn't either. She's one of those actors. She really is. She's fabulous. Um and she plays a character, she's that character, she's not Rebecca yeah. Hall. Yeah. So Um so she she was really Did great. I know she was married to James Michael. Did I know I don't that? Know. I thought you did. Mm, I thought it was married to a fastbender, but you know. Well, yeah, there's that That's too. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, but though, um, and both of those characters are from the uh, extremist story arc. That's okay. who they are, where they come from. So, they are straight out of the book. So is it the same deal in the comics that it would like let you grow limbs back and shit and like glowy and fiery? I don't know. Okay. I didn't read them. Sure. Sure. Why not? Sounds I do good. think uh, I didn't like. I said I didn't read through them because I just didn't have the patience. Um, I can look that up in just a second. I do think that this extremist is the precursor to Centipede. Okay. Used in tandem with the technology from the aliens. Okay. That that and that is, crops up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. That's um, Deathlock. Yes. And I will say one of, was one of the things that kind of pissed me off was the ending where he just fixed Pepper like in a monologue. Where he just mentions that, yeah, you know, he fi- he got Pepper fixed up. And I'm just like, um, okay, so... Yes, the extremist does do that. Okay. It's a, it's, it, it heals. And then also my other part, uh, the other part that kind of pissed me off was the whole... Okay, I'm super happy he finally got the shrapnel taken out of his heart. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that means for Iron Man because the whole point of powering the suit is that he's got this arc reactor in his chest. If he doesn't have the shrapnel, he doesn't need the arc reactor. What powers the suits? Put the arc re- reactor in the suit. Just put it in the suit. I, I would have liked to have been told that. Because they just made the such a big deal. I just assumed it. They made such a big deal yeah. about it powering the suit in the first couple movies. That's true. So, like, I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. I just think by the end of it, I was just like, for fuck's sake. But, yeah. So extremists, no, no, I, I hear where you're coming from. Extremis in and of itself, I guess, was fine. I, I it was probably just that it was crammed in with a bunch of other shit that I didn't really, you know, has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the extremist is it's it it's it's part of the super soldier serum. Okay. Recreation that everybody's trying to remake. Yeah. So um, I I think of course in the movies that they pushed it to a new extreme. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was because Tony ha- takes part of the uh, extremists in book four. Of course he does. I was happy we got more happy. Were that you was, happy we got more happy? That was kind of cool. I'm upset that he got hurt, but now we know he likes Downton. So which that's a, that was actually John Favreau's choice. <gasps> really? He actually is a fan. Oh, that's awesome! I, yeah, I, it was so funny when Tony was like, "He thinks it makes him cultured." Oh, oh, you want to? Oh, I know, right? Um, I mean, I've got 
I printed off the IMDb trivia list, and it is <laughs> 10 pages long. Holy shit. Of what I printed out. I've read through all that at some point because I'm a nerd like that. Um, so, yeah, he, John Favreau actually did pick out. That's great. Nowton Abbey, that was his headcanon. Um, so, I've got a bunch of trivia stuff if you want to go over them. Sure. I Hit kinda, me with them. I just kind of highlighted some of the more, what I thought was more, more interesting. More interesting, yeah, because some of them are, yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, Tony, you see Tony strike a Mook Zhong or Wing Chun wooden dummy. Okay. I, think I remember Sherlock. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost practically the exact same thing. That's awesome. Um, he was also stated as that he will be testing for his black belt soon. Ah! Uh, the ring on Mandarin's right pinky is the same one Raza wears in the first Iron Man movie. Which I is ten even, rings. I didn't, yeah. Which I didn't even notice he was wearing a ring. I didn't either, but yeah, whatever. cool. Uh, the attack on the Chinese theater also holds a special significance as firepower is sitting right next to the handprints and signature of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the character of the United States President Ellis in this movie is named after comic book writer Aaron Ellis. That's cool. Who wrote this, the extremist story arc. Oh, okay, that's cool. See, I like stuff like that. That's that's neat. Uh, and then there's Pepper is Rescue. Uh, Tony tells a young child with glasses that he loved him in a Christmas story. Yep. Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie in uh, A Christmas Story, was an executive producer in Iron Man. Oh, that's awesome. played a small role in the first film. That's so cool. I was like, really? Uh, Jude Law was considered to play the part of Killian. I might not have hated it so much if it was Jude Law. I don't know if I could have handled so much. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so much of that. They, they would have ended up flirting with each other. They would have taken over the whole movie. Um... <laughs> Gwyneth would have pro- was probably like, no, this is not happening. Uh, Jack Taggart, a.k.a. Firepower, who I was saying was at the Chinese theater, mm-hmm. uh, was African-American in the comics. Not okay with that. Yeah. Marvel, we, stop whitewashing your characters. We don't have a lot of representation as it is. I know, and Black Panther is not enough. No, I'm Black Panther saying. is not enough. Uh, Anthony Mackie read for a part, presumably Eric Seven or Jack Taggart, but did not get the role. Thank God he didn't, because we got him otherwise. But he, that's, looks ah! like that's where his auditions first started. I love started. Anthony. Uh, Stan Lee, the Iron Man creator, plays the beauty pageant judge. Yes, he does. Of the three Iron Man movies, this is the only one in which Lee's cameo does not involve him playing slash being mistaken for another celebrity. <laughs> post-credit scene with Bruce Banner was Robert Downey Jr.'s idea. Of course it was. Of course it was. Mm, the dragon tattoos on Aldrich Killian's chest are of another Iron Man villain, Fing Fang Foom. Wow. Fin Fang Foom. Really? That's wow. Wow. Just wow. Uh, in the film, if you look closely, when Maya, Tony, and Pepper are discussing the huge stuff but in the living room, you can see Tony has hung a stocking for Jarvis. I, and it's covered in binary. Not only that, but it's in the colors of vision. I didn't notice that. It's in the vision colors. Oh the red, the green, and the yellow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to cry because Jarvis has a stocking, and I'm going to cry because now, especially that we know Edwin Jarvis helped raise Tony... Um, and was a man. Um, yeah, I'm just going to explode into a pile of feels. Uh, according to Kevin Feige, Feige, Fingy, it says Fingy. I know, Feige. it's Feige. 
every civil every MCU phase two movie has an homage to Star Wars in the form of a character losing an arm. <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously? In Iron Man three, there spoilers. Well, spoilers. this whole fucking podcast, whole fucking is, podcast a spoiler. is a spoiler. So, uh, in Iron Man three, Aldrich Killian loses an arm during the battle with Tony Stark. In Thor: The Dark World, Loki cuts off Thor's arm on uh, Svahesihim. And Captain here, here, here yeah, in time. on that place. Uh, <laughs> in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Bucky. Yeah. In Guardians, of even the though Ga- technically he lost it. In, yeah, I know, but just but I'm whatever. going with it. I'm going with uh, it. In Guardians of the Galaxy, Gamora cuts off Group's arm during the Group's initial scuffle. Yep, that's and true. And in Age of Ultron, Ultron cuts off Claw's arm in rage when he tries to buy vibranium. Well, all right. Ant Man is not on this list, though. What now? Ant Man was he not the last one of Phase? He was. So he's not on this list. So I need to go back and see if I can find um, any kind of a reference. Any kind of arm that topic. should be hitting the movie the movie channels pretty soon. If it's yeah, I'm tracking that one. Um. Okay, extremists, Invincible Iron Man arc, the Armor Wars, and in the Mandarin. Okay. Um. When Pepper Potts is being injected with extremists, Savin mentions to Killian that she is still in Phase 2. This is a nod to Iron Man being the first film in the MCU's Phase 2. Okay, I gotta respect that. You got you, The little Easter eggs that they throw in. They're great. That you don't realize. If I were making a movie, though. Exactly. I'd put crap like that in it, Of too, course you so. would. That's all mine. You just casually put Bucky in, like, random scenes in the background. I would. Just I to would. be like... Don't explain it. Shut up. He'd just be a reflection in a mirror. Yeah. He's there garbage. because that's why. Or just the silver, something silver with a red star on it. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Just because me. you could. I would. I'd do it. Don't, don't put it past me. Uh, all right. So we, we got an expanded uh, um, action with uh, with Rhodey. That was pretty cool. He was more involved. We did get involved. some um, You know, Iron Patriot actually has his own comic now. Really? Mm-hmm. They, they're Patriot. still calling him Iron Patriot, huh? It's, uh, well, okay, hold on. Let me look back at my notes real quick before I slip in my own tongues. Okay, Iron uh, Iron Patriot first appeared in Dark Avengers number one in 2009. Okay. It was a, re, uh, a reimagining of the Avengers. It's not the new Avengers, but it was just, Tony was trying to put the Avengers back together. Okay. As a group and some whatever. Um, and the reason for the uniform is it's Captain America. Oh. That's the Iron Patriot. It's Captain America. Just in a suit. In an Iron Man suit. Yeah. He he missed... He missed his Steve, and he so he... He missed his Steve. I was about to call him Chris, but... He was just like, hey, Rhodey, I repainted your suit, and you're now called the Iron Patriot, and Rhodey's like, what the fuck, Tony? Can what you just call me? Steve and tell him that you miss him? <laughs> Come get his damn suit. <laughs> I don't know. I think Steve might have been in another universe at that point. Uh, who knows? Who knows? He was. Um, but yes, there is an ongoing current Iron Man Patriot comic. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, yeah, All right. It's a real thing. All right. Uh, poor Rhodey. Poor Rhodey. No respect for the roads. None. None, man. I felt so bad. This whole movie, I just felt so bad for him. Yeah. He's just has been kicked so many times. Yeah. I mean, he lost his suit. Give me a suit. Huh? Sorry. They're all programmed for me. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Quit stealing his things, though. That's Rody. true. That's true. Tony I mean, might have a backup for you. I'm still slightly upset shit. about that from Iron Man bit. Two. So, you know. So uh, here's an interesting little piece of trivia. Okay. Miss Erin uh, Brandt. Okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, it's not Erin. Ellen. Oh, Ellen Brandt. Yes. Sorry, I don't know where I got Erin from. Yes, yes. I'm looking right at the word Ellen. 
you know how I get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is originally from Savage Tales number one, 1971. Um, she was a person that did things she was signed she was signed she was in the military whatnot she was she was a person she did stuff but uh she was married to ted salas okay who was the man thing okay um and that is a horrible superhero name but okay yeah she, she went to go confront him somewhere and he downed a bunch of the extremists uh stuff but it wasn't stable yet and uh, let's see Turning him to a swampland monster known as the Man-Thing. The Man-Thing returned to the cabin and found Ellen Brandt. Brandt's fear of the creature prompted an emotional and chemical reaction to the Man-Thing's body, and he viciously mutilated her face with corrosive acid touch. And in the Iron Man uh, 3, she's got this, that's where this, They never tell you where the fucking scars came from. No, they don't. But if you know the comics, then So, okay, I have, I have kind of a bone to pick with that. It regrows limbs, but it doesn't fix the scarring on her face. I got nothing. <laughs> like I got nothing. continuity what now? Like, like Tony Stark said to Pepper Potts, I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, but here's the fun part, though. Okay. Uh, in later years in, uh, was it Man-Thing Volume 3 from 97 to 98, it was where it was revealed that she worked for AIM. Oh. Because it never revealed where she worked for. Because her and, and Ted were actually, ended up being um, competitive with each other. That's why they ended up getting divorced. Okay. But uh, but later she was convinced that Ted was still in the Man-Thing creature. Oh, uh, and she could so get him much, out? Yeah, so well, so much to the point that she, uh, when he was being fired at, she stood in front of him ready to sacrifice her life. Wow. For him. Uh, she would likely have died in a hail of bullets if not for the timely intervention of the Sorcerer Supreme, Dr. Strange. Oh, my God. So comics, there's a strange Comics connection. are so trippy. I know. <laughs> So there's a connection to Doctor Strange there just a little bit. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. Like I don't I don't even care how they fit it in or how it makes sense or if it's a dream sequence, but I really want Tony and Stephen Strange to have screen time together because I need Sherlockception. That's true. Like I don't even care if it makes like like I said, make it a fucking dream sequence. Like I don't care. I just I need that. Make it a one shot. There you go. Make it a one shot. Make it a one shot. There you go. I need post that. credit scene. I need that. Or, or mid credits because they do mid credit scenes. They and do post credit scenes. They do. And, yeah, something like that would be great. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Just especially because Doctor Strange has got that same <laughs> Tony Stark it. beard shit going on. Yes. Yes. I, I'm like I'm with you though. I just need those two characters in the same room. Yeah. Not characters. Because I think that'd be beautiful. Sure. And I need exception. it. We all need it. We all need it. We talked about paper. I'm going to put that stack away. Um, yes, I am going through my stacks of papers. Oh, let's talk about the kid. Oh, yes, Harley. Let's do. Ty Simpkins. He's precious. And must be protected at all costs. And he was such a little shit. I loved it. It was, but I forgot until I went back and rewatched this this last week. Mm-hmm. That's the same kid from Jurassic World. I told you that when we I know, saw Jurassic I know, World. I know, but I forgot <laughs> until I saw it. <laughs> until we, when we saw Jurassic World, I'd seen Iron Man 3 once. That's true. That's true. Once. It wasn't until we were doing the podcast that I even ever went back and rewatched it. Because, yeah. And I will probably never watch it again after this. 
Yeah. It was on the movie channels for a while, so I was like, well, it's a Marvel movie. So I've seen it several times. I recorded this movie over the summer on like FX or something. Yeah. So I, because knowing we were going to get to, I was like, okay, well, I I don't get there eventually. And I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. So I had to record it. And by the way, I would like to point out that there were Assassin's Creed commercials, (gasps) Assassin's Creed syndicate commercials. Oh. While I was rewatching that's it this great. weekend, that's so always nice I was to see. Like, oh yeah, I've already beat that. Oh yeah, it's good though. Okay, so Ty Simpkins. Ty Simpkins. Uh, r- 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 reportedly has a three picture deal. Cool, cool. With uh, Marvel, I read uh, a little one shot somebody wrote uh, on Tumblr. You know, one of those little Tumblr ficklets. Yeah, yeah. Um, that said something about Harley being all grown up and. Being a scientist. Oh, well, you know he's he's got a scholarship. He doesn't even need a scholarship. Tony's yeah. paying his way. Yeah. Tony's his new dad. Yeah. His science dad. He's his science dad. Yeah. And and Pepper sends, you know, picks out and sends him Christmas presents every year. Of course. Other than, you know, sciencey stuff. Because right. a little kid needs some non some responsible gifts. Like a Game Boy or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, fun things. Fun stuff. Yeah. He needs irresponsible gifts. He is does. what he needs. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, he reportedly has a three-picture deal. I found an, an article where he in an interview um, where he said something about, I'm like, okay, so, but Jurassic World wasn't Marvel. No. But I, but I like that, um, I like that he wasn't the typical trademark cute kid. No, he was a little shit. He was a little shit, and I kind of like that because... You need somebody like that for Tony. Well, with Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Yeah. To put somebody opposite him in a room and have a conversation with him. Like when like when he mentions New York and he's like, what did I say? Did and he I just say- goes, question after question <laughs> after question. He made my anxiety levels go up and I'm just watching the freaking movies. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, I didn't even fly into the black hole. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's driving me up the freaking Like, I love that kid. Yeah. So there were pieces of this I really loved. Um, what I think did you love? I think that's why it frustrates me so much. Um, like okay. I love, I love some of the lines with, uh, like with the watch. The you limited break it, edition. you bought it. It's limited edition. You know, that's I, why I'm going to kill you first. Yeah, I, like I love the, I love the fact that he kind of had to like cobble stuff together, and that Harley had to remind him, like you're an You're engineer. a mechanic. You're a mechanic. Build something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I, and I love the, I love them actually showcasing the anxiety and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's it, it, that's why i think it frustrates me so much that overall the the whole package i did i mean this was not well, my favorite movie in the in one of the the first scenes of it when the after he's threatened a national terror or a global terrorist <laughs> right right i mean good job tony that was that was great tony and uh he's at the house and pepper's Getting ready to 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 leave. They're arguing. And yeah. They mess. They come and attack the house. Yeah. And um, he does the the suit, and he puts the suit on Pepper. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I know. See, that was great. Like Maya was great. I really liked Maya. But um, the overall story just it fell flat. Yeah. And I loved how badass Pepper. Okay. And then there was the scene where. Okay. So after the you know the house blows up and Pepper takes Maya off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're doing their their the girl they're doing the girl talk thing. Yeah. Which that's how girls really talk, by the way. Um. Just so you know. Yeah. And then they're sitting in that was it a hotel room or something. They're talking. Yeah. And and Pepper Potts is being really supportive of it's women supporting women. Even it though was she great. was great. She ex. had a one night stand. Yeah. With she Tony. was an ex. She didn't look at her as competition. This is another woman. She needs my help. Yeah. Because Pepper is very secure. Very, very secure in her relationship with Tony. 
Although I don't understand why. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that. But, you know, and just women, I was like, yeah, women supporting women. And then, of course, then my betrays her. Yeah. Yeah. But still, but Pepper's attitude was important. I think I liked individual scenes. Yeah, but not the whole thing. Yeah. No, and I probably will not. And I think that frustrates me so much because it's Marvel. And I want to love every gooey bit of Marvel because I love Marvel. The Incredible Hulk, though. Yeah. That had moments that that kind of had the whole. I liked scenes. I didn't like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And I think one of my favorite lines is when Pepper Pop says, well, that was violent. Yeah. (laughs) That was very violent. She's looking. She's like, she's totally surprised herself. And I love that. uh, I can't remember who said it, but they made it. They made a, a, a joke to the fact that like he dressed her in a sports bra. Or something like that. Like she at the end, she's like wearing a sports bra and yoga pants or well, something. Well, uh, he asks her, uh, "Why don't you dress like that at home?" Yeah, and just a sports bra. And I'm like, "Yeah," because mm-hmm. it's so not Pepper. No, because she wears suits. And so I did. And she's I, a suit. And person. that was another thing I kind of liked that Killian um, clearly objectified Pepper in every way she possible. She was his trophy, but it was she very was blatantly obvious. Exactly, and they called him out on it, and they, they basically were like, this is bad, kids. Like, So that was pretty cool. Yes. But, I don't know. Uh, I, I think maybe if we could have done without Adrian Killian, it would have been a better story. Mm-hmm. Just put Maya. Oh, so this is what I wanted to ask you. What did you want to ask me? Um... Knowing the little trivia bit about the Mandarin was wearing uh, a Ten Rings ring, mm-hmm. do we think Killian was behind the Ten Rings? Because that muddies the waters significantly. I think you just hurt my brain. Yeah. Well, we don't really have any room to explore the Ten Rings now. No, I mean, Roz is dead. Uh, and there's no there's no future Iron Man movie in the works anymore. No. They're done. Yeah. Because he's kind of like half of Civil War. Um, yeah. But as far as like, I mean, Raza's dead, but Raza was not the leader of the Ten Rings. No. Although he was the one that was negotiating with Stain in the first one, so I don't know. But I don't know. It It's confusing well, to me to think Mandar- about. Well, the Mandarin... Was, is the Mandarin. There's no right. alter ego for him. He is. And he is uh, one of Tony's longest... Ru- if you think about the Red Skull and Captain America, yeah. it's Iron Man and the Mandarin. Right. He's his long-running um, antagonist throughout the history of the comics. Right. Um, for real, So they really kind of blew that to pieces, too. Yeah. So there's really nowhere, nowhere else for them to go. So I guess he is. Without any kind of confirmation. That would have been more interesting to me to include. That would have been more interesting. Tie it back to yeah. Iron Man 1 even. Than the whole testosterone levels for pe- who's going to win Pepper Potts. Yeah, exactly. Although, damn, son. Yeah. I'd fight for her. I know, right? <sighs> she kick your ass. That's true. And I would be smiling the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow can kick my ass any day. Like, okay, I loved the part where... <laughs> He pops up to take a look and he goes back and he's like, well, how many are there? And he was like, too fast. Too fast. He's like, I can't tell that. And then <laughs> Rhodey has to do it. And then he was like, you can't just shoot out a light. And Rhodey does it. Well, and Like Tony, again, was like barely the hero of his own movie. Well, and he's trying to get Rhodey to give him another clip for his. They don't work. That's not how the force works, I build, Tony. I build these things. I know. And he's like, "It's they're not interchangeable. Like they 
I love them bickering. Oh, they're so married. Oh, incredibly married. They're so and married. Pepper knows this. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You don't get in between. There's never an argument there. No. Because he's had Rody a lot longer than he's had Pepper. Exactly. Just saying. Well, even according to the movies and the comics, it's not so much. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so many suits. So many suits. So like, we went from the Mark, uh, God, what was it, 10 or something in, in uh, Avengers when we saw him last to in the 40s. Well, he was working on 42. Yeah. That was his current prototype was 42. Um, Canonically, there are only 40. We've already blown that out of the water. Literally blown them out of the water. Oh, oh, you're not looking. You can't see my screen. No, I can't. I'm zooming in. Good job, though. Blew it up. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, So I'm trying to see. There's so many of the golden reds. They're just ever so slightly different. Yeah. 19's kind of hot, though. It's blue. <coughs> uh, now, the big one we see is not the Hulkbuster. No, it's not. Because there's a big, huge one we see in there. That's not the Hulkbuster. Because when I went back and watched this after Age of Ultron, I, I, I tried to get a good look at it, but it, yeah, it's not the it's Hulkbuster. Not. No. no, because it gets destroyed and we see the Hulkbuster later. Yeah. Maybe it was an early prototype, though. Possibly. Very, very possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, because I'm, you know, I've got that artwork that's got all the the marks yeah. listed from because I the think because I think the the suit that um, that he uh, after Loki pushes him out of the tower and Jarvis tells him it's not ready yet and he's you know he has to, that's the first one he uses. I think with that the wrist was bracelets. the eleven. Yeah, because he takes the because at the mini, beginning of Iron Man three, you know, he's putting the implants in, which right. is a replacement for those bracelets. Right. So he's just he never has to worry about wearing it. Right. He just has it's, them. Yeah. Which oh my god, I could not do that. Can you imagine the conversation when he's like, "Okay, Pepper, um, I need to implant you," and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "No, I have to be prepared." Because da 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 da, and she's like, "No, Tony," and he's like, "Come on!" And he's following around with like this injection gun. I could just picture the conversation. Okay, but what about the conversation of Pepper? We need to go to the hospital right now because I have a massive infection because I injected myself in the arm. Yeah, fifty times. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not responsible. Could you just? I could just yeah. see he's a man she child. Pro- she has first aid kit full of antibiotics and everything on site. Yeah. You know she does. Yeah, she's probably so. certified too. She'd have to be. She's or certifiable. Yeah, well, that's probably more Tony than her. To be doting, well, it's true. Yeah. What was it there at the end? They were talking about which one of them was more messed up. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a tight race right now, so. And I'm with you. I mean, he said he would get her fixed up, and then boom, it's just done. Yeah, and it's just uh, we get a we get a monologue over some uh, over some shots, and he's fixed her. Well, and they do uh, they do the surgery where they're taking out. Mm-hmm. And why why is he waited so long to do that? Don't know. If it could have been done before, why? Don't know. He still has a gaping hole in his chest. Yeah, because the all the bone and everything they would have to have restructured. Like that. That's not stern- something that that's just a sternum. Right that's there. not something that just heals up when you have a gaping. Well, gaping but if you hole, have the extremist formula that you, they got but, out of, but pepper, and you know how to use it without getting all janked up. Well, you know, he is Tony. Again, explanations. Just call Bruce. Just call Bruce. Yeah. Explanations would have been nice. Uh, Explanations? What? Yeah. Yeah, I think they really just 
took a handful of shit and threw it on the wall <laughs> to see what would stick, and that's where they went. And there were, like, like we've been saying, there were some cool bits. Yeah, there were great scenes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I really think the Aldrich Killian bits was what really brought it down. Yeah. Uh, what, his, his little henchman dude? Yeah, I didn't like him. Why was he even there? I don't know. Just to be an asshole. Okay. Um, my favorite scene is probably when uh, Tony's, you know, he was tied up to the bed, which, <laughs> yeah. again, Robert Downey Jr. has been tied to so many beds. Um, and he's tied, and after, and he, like, okay, the, the glove finally gets there and he's kicking ass as <laughs> Tony does. Um, and then there's that one guy who drops his gun and he's like, I don't even like working here. Yeah. It's all so weird. <laughs> I am that person. I love that. That was me. Yeah. One of my favorite things was um, Jarvis was like, I start fine and then I say the wrong cranberry. <laughs> he only did it like once though, didn't he? Yeah. I, I, th- I kept waiting for him to do it again. I like, loved it. Like later in the movie, he's just having a normal conversation. I just wanted for him to say kiwi or, or yeah something moon or just something moo that spells yeah. moon oh wait sorry but yeah. different franchise it was great though i love jarvis though i do too love him so much i just love paul bettany yeah he's a precious precious pancake he must be protected yes he must uh what else i'm kind of out of i just things. yeah i mean mm. i kind of I do like that Maya finally, like, made the quote-unquote right decision, and she didn't need to be um, rescued in the end. Like, she took that, charge. Robert Downey Jr. was actually one that pushed that. Really? He, uh, yeah, he, he didn't want the damsel industry. He wanted her to have more action scenes. Yeah. She deserved to be in on the action. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Um, and I meant, I was mentioning to the, the kids this morning, because we're watching, you know, we're watching again, because reasons um yeah. that there were saying one of the things that i did like about it was that there were scenes where tony and roadie uh were still fighting and kicking ass outside of the suits that showed yeah. you it wasn't just the suits there was skill involved exactly in who they are exactly. not just anybody can climb inside iron man and just be iron and be man able to kick ass yeah there's still the skills and the strength and the knowledge yeah of um how to land and how to throw a punch and everything. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I did enjoy that. You know what I did not enjoy? Uh, Happy's hairstyle at the uh, at the very beginning in uh, when they were in Switzerland. Hey, oh God! But it was the eighties. No, it wasn't. Back in it the- was like two thousand. It's nineteen ninety nine. It was the millennium. It wasn't the eighties. That was the nineties. Yeah. Oh, there's no excuse for that. I was trying. There was I'm no sorry. hair excuse for I'm that. Sorry, happy. happy and and a and a and a bolo tie, buddy. No, no. It was honey, the '90s. No. It was. The, I remember the '90s. Oh, they were horrible. It was so bad. Not as bad as the '80s though. The '80s were the '80s were horrific. The '90s were better than the '80s. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I was there for both of them, and yep. I always said if the '80s came back as far as fashion, that I was just going to be out of style for the rest of my life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Neon what? I had ne- a pink neon sweatshirt and pink neon socks to match. Bet I'll have you, you did. Know. I did. Yep. I did not buy them for myself. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It, this this movie just, I think, ends up frustrating me more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was not. 
was not pleased. I, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Um, what we do, we're doing Thor The Dark World. Yeah. Coming up next. And you guys know what Loki we're going two. in. Loki <laughs> Uh, so people can email us. They can. If they really um, wanted to. At randomtpodcast at gmail.com. They can also get us on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. They can indeed. They can. And you know what else they can do? What else can they do? They can order the Iron Man spray. <gasps> they can. You can smell like Tony. You can. Yeah. If you really Only slightly less sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the unofficial natural phantom fragrances that we're so fond of. We are indeed. They, they now have a... I, is, it, is it out for order yet or still pre-order? As of the recording of this episode... They are still on pre-order, but they have ordered the supplies. That's awesome. So they will be in soon. So by the time we actually air this... It'll probably be. They may... They may. Um, but you can go to uh, check out our website and find the code Random Tea Podcast For their shop. For their shop and get 10% off $5 or more. They have Iron Man. They have Captain America. They have Storm. They have Storm and Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Mm, I want them all. I know, seriously. Um, and our website is randomtpodcast.com. Yep. And you can check out our other podcasts for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Yeah. Then there's also our random movie stream. Mm-hmm. And Gotham and Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Check them all out. Talk to us. Please. And if, and if you like what you hear, we would love for you to leave a like or a review or whatever the hell the site you're listening to us on will allow. That would be great. Yep. It'll up our ratings and other people will be able to find us. Yeah. So. So. Is that that's everything? all I have. That's all I got. Thor 2. I mean, uh, Loki 2. Loki 2. <laughs> I'm excited. Soon. Yes. Soon. Soon. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>